You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. Good morning, Annie here for Showreel, 3CR's look at the Australian moving image world. And today we celebrate the end of the year before 3CR's summer season begins with a chat with Heath Davis. Heath is well known around the traps as a filmmaker who uh, captures the essence of a street-level Australia. This time around, he has decided to contribute to the annals of Christmas movies. This one is called Christmas and stars Steve Lamarck and is set in Western Sydney. It was a hit at the Austin Film Festival. I spoke to Heath on his return from the States. How are you? Um, well, uh, we've got the movie out. It's full on at the minute. So we're like going all across the country to uh, do some Q&A. So whenever sort of a cinema is playing it, we sort of get there for a big sort of preview opening night to build some love with the local, with the audience in the cinema. And, um, yeah, I just got back from Austin where we premiered. So, um, oh, good. Yeah, it's, it's been, uh, people like it. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been great. It's just a Hard work, but making a film's hard, so it never ends. But um, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good when people are enjoy, you know, when you're proud of it. Yeah, well, it's interesting because uh, I, I just did a review of your film Christmas, and um, uh, it's a it's a low key um, punching above its weight type of film, which is your type of film, isn't it? <laughs> That's my life. Um, I'm a low key guy punching. Yeah, you could say that. It is my kind of film. Um, I've always sort of connected to those stories. Um, just I don't know why I'm in those characters. I mean, I guess some of the my favorite movies are about sort of you know, I guess a little bit of my life like that. I grew up in sort of Mountain Penrith, so all of that. Um, but there's a bit of an Aussie underdog thing in that too. We, um, yeah, we we sort of like those sort of okay things that are punching above their weight a little bit. So um, hopefully we don't always want that to happen, but um, with this film and a couple of the other films, that's sort of been the tone. And um, and I think at, on small budgets, um, they're probably the, the only real sort of stories that are rooted in character that you can kind of pull off um, and execute well. Why did you decide to do a Christmas film? Well, I was going to make another film, uh, which is a little, uh, which was 
not, it's still a bit low key, but not as low key as this one. Um, it had a, a really respected British actor um, coming out, and that was all going to happen. And it was pretty decent budget. Um, and COVID sort of destroyed that. So our finance here and all the other things um, that came with making a movie got torpedoed, and like most like most things during that period of time. So I I've always had people in the like tell me you should make a Christmas movie. We don't make Christmas movies in Australia, and you, and I make these character driven things. And, um, so COVID was happening. I have a young family now. My partner loves all Christmas movies, the really bad ones too. And and so I was like, okay, we we couldn't see our family at that first Christmas, and so it was disconnected from a lot of people. And I had time on my hands. So I said, okay, I'm going to embrace this Christmas, and I'm going to watch every Christmas movie. So. All the streamers everywhere. I watched, you know, It's a Wonderful Life, which I'd seen before, obviously, and all the Hallmark ones and all, you name them. I gave them all a chance, and I was like, 98% of them. Uh, I just, I never publicly diss a movie because making films are hard and the outcomes have many different reasons. Um, but none of them rang true to me at all, like 99% of them. Uh, I, I just didn't connect to them. I didn't... Uh, that what they were depicting was never the Christmas that I experienced or my friends had experienced or people now in my world. And I was like, I actually want to tell something that's emotionally honest um, that I think might resonate with a lot of people, like a, a, a real Christmas experience film. Uh, so it's, that was in the back of my head and I didn't really have um, yeah, I hadn't had the characters then, but I sort of knew the theme. So I, I kind of wanted to explore the, the alcoholism that comes with it. Um, a lot of sort of my friends, I know that they sort of drink to get through Christmas. Um, and the mental health and some of my immediate family, I've had some experiences with that at Christmas, all the neurosis and the anxieties and stresses that exacerbate at Christmas. It can be really chaotic, um, and that can, you know, in itself bring humour, uh, but also be really sort of, you know, like emotionally trying. And I was like, well, there's drama to be had there. And with the sort of the the, the landscape that we had to make the movie, the parameters, I was like, well, a Christmas movie could probably work because most of the time at Christmas we sort of spend at, at home. So there wasn't a lot. Yeah, that that's organic. It wasn't like, hey, we don't have a lot of money. We got to make this Christmas movie. It was like, well, what do people do? They go back to the homes and they mix often with family members where they have broken relationships. And sometimes don't even want to spend Christmas with the people that they are forced to spend it with. I was like, that's really dramatic. That there's something there. And I've always been a fan of American Thanksgiving films, and we don't have Thanksgiving. So I was like, well, what's going to be the driver for that? And Steve Lamarck, when my lead actor, believe it or not, his first job out of acting school was as the mall Santa at Penrith Plaza Mall. So that was always in the back of my head. I went, that is an interesting character. And then with all those themes and it all just sort of evolved from there and it was all about emotional truth and I wanted to throw music in because Christmas is heavy on music and a lot of my musician friends during COVID really struggled because they weren't playing and a lot of 
a lot of the time playing is a therapy and how to enjoy it. playing music is her coping mechanism and that was taken away from her. And I was like, yeah, I wanted to sort of tell this idea, but, but a hopeful film that, um, and the whole knowledge that, uh, you know, families can be created and not have to be biological and go back to those core themes of what Christmas was about, which was sort of helping strangers and neighbours who are struggling through different times and, None of the films that I really actually watched actually sort of, you know, tapped into that. It's a wonderful life. It still does. And I think that's why it resonates. But many others, not so much. So that's how it all sort of came about. Well, it's funny you should mention that film because it's got a very dark undertow as oh, well as... Incredibly dark. I don't know dark. if a lot of, a lot of people realise that because it's like Christmas Eve, he's going to commit suicide so, in that. Yeah. I know. It's like, very dark. It's a, it's yeah. a dark movie, and it's not just dark because it's black and white. It's thematically very dark. So that was the first film that I watched again because I'd seen it a few times and I hadn't as a kid. And I've always, because it's on, you're, it's been that kind of movie where you'd sort of come and I'd turn it on and be on TV and I'd watch the last 20 minutes or I'd watch this. And so I was like, no, I'm going to give myself this film. And I was like, this is a dark movie. It's still the best Christmas movie. People still connect. I was like, wow, that's that that is definitely something that is gonna be a reference in this one. It was Christmas Eve, babe. And the drunk tank and all man said to me. Won't see another one And then I sang a song The rare old mountain dew I turned my face away And dreamed about you God, I'm the lucky one Came in Years from me and you. So happy Christmas. I love you, baby. I can see a better time when all our dreams come true. Dripping that boat. You scumbag, you maggot, you cheap lamb. 
in someone Well, so could anyone You took my dreams from me When I first found you I kept them with me, babe I put them with my own Can't make it all alone I built my dreams around you Christmas Day Hi, my name is Rolf de Heer. I don't live in Melbourne. I live across the water in Tasmania. But if I did live in Melbourne, my number one radio station would be 3CR because it's about community and community matters. The 11th annual Setting Sun International Film Festival is calling for entries for its 2024 festival. Enter your short film or feature and help celebrate the occasion. There are loads of great prices, including $1,000 for best film. For your chance to be in the running and see your film screened at the gorgeous Sun Theatre or at Kindred Studios, both in Yarraville, head to settingsun.com.au. Entries close on the 31st of January 2024. Setting Sun is a 3CR supporter. Here is Annie on Showreel on 3CR. We're talking about Heath Davis's new film, Christmas. I mean, that's what Christmas does, isn't it? It brings people mm. to, uh, it's that darkness with the exaggerated uh, schmaltz that goes with it and expectations. Absolutely. And Absolutely. hope. And, it, and the hope, and it just brings a lot of neurosis and, like, everybody's on social media posting their fake lives, saying this is the best Christmas I've ever had and all of this sort of stuff. was good. And I'm like, that's just not the truth. And... Yeah. The, during the COVID years, there was a few articles in, like, even in some tabloids, like they were talking about mental health at Christmas and how to get through it, and mentioning just, um, you know, monitoring your alcohol intake during Christmas. And I was like, wow, maybe we're actually ready as a society to sort of acknowledge this. And, you know, and I didn't want to make some really dark, depressing kind of gritty yeah. social movie either. I just wanted to just have these really identifiable characters that was struggling in life and hitting this really stressful period in time. Um, you've got beautiful actors, really beautiful actors. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, um, I've seen, um, I mean, Steve Lamarck is great, and uh, but Darren Gilmack. Uh, Gil Shannon. Gil Shannon. He, he just keeps giving that guy. He's such a Doesn't great he? actor. Like, I just hope. Because he's, he's our Robin Williams. I always say that. And he, you know, as a gigging Australian actor, you take what you get. And he's always better than the material or playing like the buffoon in a Christmas film. Like, movie. like he just said to me, hey, I just don't want to be a buffoon anymore. And I was like, you're not going to be. 
know, like the, the humor, we don't play the humor here. It'll come out organically. These are real people, real problems. And I've seen him do amazing theatre. Um, seen all these, both those guys do amazing. So um, it was just great to be able to just let him off the leash and go do what I know, you know. So you wrote the script. Uh, how much of their um, character, how much did they contribute to the ultimate uh, script? Well, look, this was pretty, you know, most of the script is has it as it is, but there were some scenes that we were probably not quite there that we discussed. Um, and I sort of knew emotionally and I knew information-wise how they were going to come out, but there were some pivotal scenes that I just didn't want them to feel scripted um and you know if they don't say a word or whatever, i'm not i'm not a, i'm not a stickler for that i just want the truth and go oh that was funny and we'll go with that and so but like the uber scene was which is like the north star of the movie where they we discover who darren is and his reason for being um that was you know probably about 60 70 percent there but i wanted the two guys to really like riff so they knew the emotion, they knew the beats, they knew the backstory, and Darren created a like, oh, let me have a go at like writing that scene. And he, and it was there and all there. And, I, and and then we just sort of discussed it. And then I was like, you know what? Let's don't let's not discuss it anymore. Because one of the last things we were shooting, I said, let's just let it happen when we get in the car and roll the camera and just go. And so that was almost it's a lot. It's, it's at least fifty to sixty percent scripted, but it comes out so natural and almost like improv. And when you're playing with a low budget, you, I kind of want that. I, I want it to feel like it's spontaneous, everything, which is why I don't really rehearse really so much. Um, so, but you've got to have that blueprint. And you know, with the humor, there are a lot of things like Hannah needs every line because she's never acted before, and that's going to help her. Characters still need that, but this is probably. Out of all the movies, the one that, you know, we start to eat the words the most, a couple of times. Um, so uh, Hannah, who is called Joy, uh, which I just think is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, one of my sisters used to work with a woman who was uh, very uh, deadpan and they used to call her Joy to the World. And so, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very so, funny, connected yeah. to that, which was, I'm glad you picked up on that. That was her. Um, and that was a sort of role amongst everything else and having that name, that, you know. Yeah, so it's really cute. But um, so she, it's great the way you've got these three characters working in a triangular sort of a way. It's great. Yeah, it was, uh, but it was on the page there too because Darren came in at the 11th hour. We had another actor. Initially I wanted two men. Uh, then we'll try and we went to the marketplace to try and get more money and they were like, oh, you can't make a film about two men anymore. You've got to do this and do that. And then we had a female and then logistics got, you know, didn't work out. I was like, well, I'm going to go back to, you know, my first instinct here. And and so, you know, to Hannah's credit, she was there against two powerhouse Aussie actors and she'd never acted before. And, you know, we, but we did a lot of work. It wasn't really acting work. It was mainly conversations and discussions about intent and, you know, backstory and sub and her role and everything. She only needed to know her place and a whole part. And she's just really intuitive and very you know, sophisticated. So, um, uh, also, she she, gives, she she sort of gives the impression of being on the spectrum, which is a really nice kind yeah, of element. Bit, which is. Yeah. 
to very those much elements. sort of music. Yeah, a lot of musicians are. Right. I know plenty of musician friends, and and that was a part of it because music and Christmas to me is sort of synonymous. And during the COVID period, a lot of musician friends of mine were playing, and music's their therapy, really. So you know they were struggling like with their own mental health, and and a lot of them are sort of on the spectrum. There's a real fine line between genius musician and like being on the spectrum. So yeah, um, yeah, you know, it all built into the characters. Uh, and yeah, no, again, right. that, that made a great dynamic. To the rest of the other two. Yeah, yeah. So, so how did it go over in Austin? Brilliantly. Just the review. Just we had famous filmmakers. Some of my people, like idols, were there. It was just actors, industry folks. So, who are your idols? Who are your idols? Uh, well, just the guys in the room that are working today, like Noah Hawley, who created uh, the new Fargo series. Uh, brilliant television. Um, Gavin O'Connor, who's directed films like Tumbleweeds, but also Warrior and The Accountant and The Way Back, Ben Affleck. Um, uh, who else was over there? There was uh, like Nick Palazzento, True Detective creator. That's some of the best television, but just these guys are right, great characters. You know, Paul Reiser, too, is a great, like, great, but you know, and the regular Joes, well, people just. I didn't know what to expect. I knew it was a really esteemed film and all, all the movies that they actually picked. It's one of those festivals that actually picked the good movies, first and front, and just, like, over town. Only, like, strangers were hugging me, and I didn't know how an Australian Christmas... I was told before this happened from, you know, people in the marketplace and an Australian Christmas movie nobody wants to see, even in Australia, and... You know, those same people ended up picking it up and 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 it looks like it's going to get an American theatrical release limited, but not many films do that. And so it was just the heart. I think it's the characters and the universal themes um, and the heart of it. No one seems to care when it was shot in Western Sydney in Australia. You know? so, yeah. And it's just such, it's such a different Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a great film because it is about people... Um, well, as I say in my review, it's uh, about people who are skating on the edge and there's a lot more people there than you give credit for. Oh, sure. There are so many. There are so, so, so um, Yeah, I've had my own experiences with it. It can be a very lonely time, Christmas. It's, um, and somewhere along the line, we, um, we've all lost we've all lost what the true meaning of it is. It's, um, I mean, it's capitalism, I don't know. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for talking to me, and congratulations! Thank you so much. Thank you I always so much. look. I always you. look for your films. I'm always really uh, uh, glad to get to see another film that you've made because you do a great job. Uh, I really appreciate that. It's not easy, so it really does mean the world. Thank you, Annie. Hi, I'm Judith Ehrlich. I'm the director of the film "The Boys Who Said No: Draft Resistance in the Vietnam War." I'm really pleased to be here on 3CR. I'm an old listener-sponsored radio producer myself and worked at the first listener-sponsored station in the world, KPFA, Berkeley, part of the Pacifica Network. So good work. Keep it up. Thanks. That's it for Showreel this year. We're running a four-week summer season, looking back and celebrating some of our 2023 show successes. So have a happy and safe summer. Talk to you next year. Thank you.
gets in That's how the light gets in That's how the light gets in listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.